You're listening to The Sainted Path on Open Lines Radio. Follow Soraya the Great on Instagram at The Experiment House. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at OpenLinesRadio.com. Now stay tuned for The Sainted Path. Enjoy! Well, here we are, wherever we are. Uh, I haven't talked to you in ages and ages and ages, so this is nice. It's been a long time. Yeah. How have you been? I mean, you've been, you know, on open lines, so I've heard from you, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't interfaced with you directly in a while. I've been really busy, but like a good busy. Good. Um, Relatable. Yeah. Yeah, but I do. I always try to find time to fit in. Open. I try to do. I I like to have an open lines post every day. It doesn't always happen, but. I uh, I was introducing someone to open lines uh, the other day. I caught up with. This was my my best friend when I was in middle and high school. Like, my very, very, very best friend in the entire world. And uh, when I was 17, I moved to Egypt, and then we, we just kind of drifted apart, and we stopped being friends. We hadn't seen each other or really spoken to each other in 10 years, and we had dinner the other night. And um, I was telling them about open lines and, like, trying to, you know, encourage them to maybe, like, do guided meditations and to join the party and all of that. And I looked on Instagram, and uh, Open Lines has 11,000 followers. And I'd never, I'd, I mean, I don't pay attention to the numbers, because whatever. But, like, that was pretty impressive. That was pretty <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of an illusion. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, at least 15 of those are, like, us on Open Lines, and three of those are probably, like, your own accounts following Open Lines. But even still, <laughs> still. Yeah, right, but 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 you have to understand, like, I, and I shouldn't re- I shouldn't reveal the illusion, but that account used to be Hobo Safe Camp. Yeah. So I've been building that following for about five years. Even so. still, even still, that's a really impressive following, uh, regardless of how long it's taken to get there. The Thank experience. you. I put a lot of work into it. It's all organic. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. I really I saw that and I was like, holy shit! Like it felt. It's not like when you see a celebrity and they have millions of followers. It really felt like, oh, my God, this is us. We're just the people. And can, I, can I tell you something that hurts, though? Yeah. When I, was at, when, when, when I decided to be done with the Hobo Safe Camp experiment uh-huh. and converted over to Open Lines Radio, I was at, like, 14.5 thousand followers. And when I converted to Open Lines Radio, I lost, like, 3,000 followers. Damn. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. I lose I lose a number of followers regularly, um, but it's usually no more than like ten people at a time. <laughs> That's several thousand people. That, that hurts a lot. Yeah. And That's and then I got I, I was sitting at at eleven point eight since I started since I did it, and I just and I just barely moved to eleven point nine like last week, and it was like this big feat. Instagram's not like it used to be. I used to have the touch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how to navigate Instagram anymore or what's going on behind the scenes. And uh, people like to complain about the algorithm a lot, like it is this, like, omnipotent thing that (laughs) reaches into every corner of our lives. And I'm not really sure how much of this I care about at all. Uh, And so at this point, I'm kind of just... I kind of just chuck stuff at Instagram in the middle of the night and hope it sticks, which is not a great way to try and run a business, which is what I'm trying to do. I don't know. It's probably just as good as any. The thing yeah. that frustrates me about the algorithm is 
is I don't it just shows me the same like 15 20 people over and over again and I have like I follow I I mean I follow like I think 4000 people yeah. and I see just the same like 15 people over and over and it's showing me stuff that I've seen and it's like what is it going to take to get out of this loop Yeah yeah, I don't even, I follow, I keep it very, very small. I don't even think I follow like 200 people. And if you're showing me the same 10 people again and again, then I know there's a problem. Because <laughs> yes. I'm consistently culling this list to make sure that like people I want to be keeping up with are are in my face and they're not. But, right. Um, yeah, I, so I I know lately I've been trying to really like get on this game and uh and to boost my Instagram content and to polish it a lot more and to be putting more stuff out there. It's a total drag. It's like all of the worst aspects of my Capricorn stellium are like in hyperdrive right now. Like I'm <laughs> focused on like, just do stuff, just do it. It doesn't matter if it's good, just do it, which, you know, there's some merit to, but mostly I'm, my central nervous system is shot. So <laughs> I, uh, I think it's really, I, I think it's really amazing, truly. Like, I'm not even like, wow, that's really cool. I'm more like, how the fuck does Mark do it? <laughs> how, does he, <laughs> how does he stay on top of a day job and a life of his own and all of this open line stuff and his own personal Instagram and, and, and? Tell me about your hustle, dude, because oh I'm my, my Do family, my family, do I sleep? I sleep about four hours a night. Oh. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think with as far as like the Instagram part, and and so so right now on Instagram, I am actively or trying to actively run maybe five different accounts. I mean, mm-hmm. I have I have probably fifteen, but like right now I'm active on about five. Yeah. And four of them are have to do with Open Lines Radio. So a lot of that's just reposting myself <laughs> and and others other Open Lines Radio shows. Yeah. And then one is just an anonymous meme account. That's my outlet where I <laughs> <laughs> repost some stuff and, and and be funny without anybody knowing who I am. I or try like... to be funny. We're you know sharpen that thing. Not ready to go. I'm not ready to go uh, personal with that stuff yet. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a, a stand-up comedian like honing his set. Nice, <laughs> that, nice. That's nice. what that one's doing, and that's what yeah. I think you should do with Instagram. I think everybody should have a an anonymous account that they can work on becoming who they want to be on without judgment. The kids call that a finsta. A finsta, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Everyone should have a finsta. I have about 12. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just thinking about that the other night because uh, I am currently in in the headspace where I'm trying to... I've done a lot of undoing and a lot of cutting out of things that no longer serve me, and especially as... Uh, as like a, a whole person, like, hey, who the fuck am I? And uh, and I thought about it, and I was like, damn, this was so much easier when I was, you know, in high school, and you could just get on the internet, and like, I guess, I don't know, I never used Tumblr, but I feel like this is a Tumblr thing where you could just make a Tumblr for yourself and reblog all of like, you know, the porn and the other things right. that you want anyone else to know about you but like all of the aesthetic things that you're super into that would make other people like question your sanity i was like i need a finsta i think i'm too old for that but i think that's what no. I you know is that creative expression but like also it's not just going into a diary it's going out into the void and you get feedback yeah it's yeah. fun and it's fun um but you know i've always been kind of a and so not kind of been i've always been an ins- 
had insomnia. I've never, my whole life, I've never been able to sleep much. So Open Lines Radio has actually given me late night stuff to do. So it's actually been, been you know, other than like tuning out and like watching. So there was, I went on, I was just watching Netflix for a while and I, I, they, they ran out of content. So I had to do this yeah. instead. Yeah. yeah, it's really bad when across all of the possible streaming platforms, you're like, there's nothing here. There's nothing for me. I've tabbed everything. I know. I'm waiting for the next social media platform as well. It's all all kind of boring. So I am I am really eager for like what's what's next and what's new and what's happening on open lines. First of all, I would really love for the sainted path to come back into the world. It's it's happening. It's coming soon. Well, it's good. Just, yeah, things have been in such a state of flux that <clears throat> it's hard to. I'm just trying to keep my shit together <laughs> across across the spectrum in all aspects of my life. I'm just trying to hold things together at this point and drive them forward, which is really difficult. But I guess that's just life. Right. So right. I hope to see. A, yeah, I hope to see a return of the Saint and Path. And what do you mean you hope to see? You will I, see. You're right. You're very right. <laughs> I am actually. The rest of the world is hoping to see. Yeah. You've got to bring it to us, Soraya. No, you're totally right. It's it's me and it's no one else and it's here and it's coming. I try yeah, to I try to encourage you. I try to uh, like I'll post in the story a link to an old an old episode and be like, maybe this this is the hint. This is the one that's going to get her to record a new one. And it works. Do you know it works? Because I'm so embarrassed by all of those episodes that I'm like, oh fuck, I can't <laughs> let anyone go back and listen to that. Like I need to drown all of that content out with new stuff. Someone reached out to me and they're like, oh, I'm finally listening to your podcast. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when they hey, listen to this one. Uh, you talked about this, and I was like, you know, there's new ones, right? Yeah, right, right. Like, no, no, no. Start at the top. Don't. It's not like other things. You don't want to fish for what sounds interesting. Just start at the top, okay? I noticed uh, yesterday that I posted the 301st um, ep- ep- post. So, the, wow. so on on Open Lines Radio on SoundCloud, there are 301 tracks. Holy butts! Good for you. Good for us. Good for open lines. Yeah, and it's just been over a year. Like maybe it was May, May of last year. So it's been we're getting there. We're not quite an episode a day, but hey, we're getting you, there. that's not nothing though. I mean, that's that is substantial. That is quite an amount of work. And I know that there are other voices, and so it's not just you constantly turning them out. But actually, you are, you know the wizard behind the curtain who's pushing all the buttons. I've listened to all 301 of those episodes at least once. I think I've listened to like 200 and maybe 50 of those episodes, but let's be honest, like that's a lot. (laughs) That's, you know, I don't even listen to my own show because I can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you stand it? I like your show. Yeah, I want to like my show. And in theory, I love my show. Uh, I, it's, I don't know. I haven't gotten... I think I've, I've entered into a headspace where I am, again, it's this whole Capricorn stellium and all the worst parts of it, where I'm hypercritical and I want it to be a certain way, and it is not that way, and I'm not uh, supportive enough of the effort that I have made. I'm like, okay, that's cute, you did it, but I want to be doing this. I want it to be this way, you right. know? <laughs> My, uh, I will say that the thing that I'm, that I'm very proud of is the fact that I, that I did it at all. <laughs> that I sat in my car and I got those episodes out or I, I cobbled it together and I made it work. 
but now I would like it to feel a little less desperate, and I would like <laughs> to say, well, here's the thing I actually have to say. I've also been working very, very hard to uh, unblock my throat chakra and to stop worrying about all of the people that I'm worried about, and uh, insofar as I can stop worrying. But uh, let me tell you, blocking has been a game changer. Um, when I am not consciously aware of like, oh, someone might be listening to this, it's so much easier to just say a thing, you know, to just speak the truth. So my goal is to just start speaking the whole truth and nothing but the truth, which is a little bit alarming. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. Because then when, because yeah. you put it, especially when you put it out there, and then I, there hasn't been re, any real harsh criticism for anything on open lines that I've seen. None of it's yeah. been directed to me. Every all that I, all, the only feedback I received has been positive. Nice. Yeah. Even for the shitty ones. And the ones that had technical errors in the beginning and the feedback's always been positive. So, but yeah. there always still is that thought every time you put something out where if this thing gets criticized, that's like criticizing like the inner me, you know, I put this, yeah. this is like who I am out into the world. And, yeah. and there's that chance of somebody saying, eh, even if, even if it's just like, yeah, it was okay. Like even that's like, uh, yeah. You know, so my inner critic is just constantly going, yeah, that was okay. Like, you did it. That's fine. And and so I'm not even worried so much about that because I'm already shitting on myself for it. But <laughs> what, really, what really, like, eats me up and, like, keeps me from, from doing the thing is the ripple effect of, like, okay, well, if I say this, like, what is that going to do? Like, if I put that out there, especially in regards to, like, you know, I hate to say politics, but everything is inherently political, yeah. and I am inherently a, a very like politically active person, and I'm constantly like doing and and saying things, and so it's like, okay, well, if I do this shit and I say it in this permanent way, what does that like? Where's the follow up then? Like, you have to stay on that ball, and you have to stay on that gravy train, and you have to make sure that if you're going to give people information, that you're going to keep giving them you know, information you're going to keep trying to educate so that it doesn't get misconstrued and turned on its head and used against you. And it's a whole thing. And then and maybe what happens if you want to change your mind? Yeah, that too. And Holy all this God. stuff's in set in stone already. But I am the most vocal asshole in the world, and I call bullshit on things all the time, and then I turn around and tell all of my friends, like, hey, you remember what I said last week? I was completely <laughs> wrong, and guess what I just found out? And actually, Open Lines has been has been such an integral part of that for me lately. As far as things like astral projection go and a lot of the really woo stuff, I talked a lot of smack, Mark. I talked <laughs> a lot of smack. I have, I have said some things in my day. And being a part of Open Lines has changed me fundamentally. And my friends all yeah. laugh at me. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm human. I'm growing. It's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. W yeah. W welcome, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to fluid, fluid opinions. Yeah. What have you learned? What have you learned doing this? I learned a lot. I I, I, I I love it, and I think that's why I continue to put in the time and energy, and it's also why. I, and I don't know how how the people who are involved, like you and other <laughs> contributors who are, you know, regularly posting. Uh, podcasts, but I, I like the idea of, of not making money from this. Mm -hmm. 
And if, if and I was ta- I was talking to Holly the other day, and I was like, if something happened, what if somebody came at me and said, we want to monetize this, and we want to, you know, we can make this, we we can make money with this thing. I would have to say, let's do something different mm-hmm. and monetize it, and we're going to keep open lines free, you know, ad free, you know. Yeah. And and that's and and I think that part of it, doing that, has made made it so I, I actually pay money to, into this every month, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and so, on Spotify and all of that. Right, right, and and it's. I actually been, I don't think that people realize that. I think that if you're not, if you've never had to like pay to host content on the internet, then you really don't understand or realize like, hey, but actually this is a service that someone is providing, and I have to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's not a lot. It's under fifty dollars a month to have to run open lines, and but be, and, but paying into it is almost good for me because it's like like what you're asking what I've learned from it, and it's it's been like school, you know. I'm paying into it, so I better be getting something out of it. Yeah. And um, it's been it's just been this expansion of, you know, back when I was doing Hobo Safe Camp tarot readings. Uh-huh. I learned a ton about people because people were were just opening up to me. Yes. And and I was looking through, you know, someone would order a tarot reading from me and I would go look at their social media page just to kind of mm-hmm. get an idea of who they were and kind of what was go- what was happening in their life that I could something I could write to. Right. And I really learned a lot about people. <laughs> and what this has done has been just taking it to a new level where I just I just love this idea of this conversation of these of, of not censoring any of it. It's open to everybody, and I don't know what I would do if we get, got to a point where somebody submitted something that was like totally against my morals to post. It hasn't yeah. happened yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm hoping it just stays cool. Yeah, yeah. But I like the idea of posting these things as like these segments of a conversation, and you can't. You can't interrupt it. You you yeah. can't argue with it. You can't stop it. So whoever is speaking, whoever's holding the the speaking staff or whatever, you know what's the <laughs> gets to actually speak until they're done, and then they pass it. And mm-hmm. if you don't like it, you can turn it off. Mm-hmm. But you can't argue with it. You know, I turn off the comments on the website. You can't even comment on it. There, you can comment it on you know the different podcast places, but yeah. and then and then the next one comes on and I know I myself have posted responses to things that I've heard on open lines radio that I didn't come out and say, this is a response to that. But because I'd heard that, I'm like, all right, right. well now it's my turn to speak and it's not a direct attack on you're wrong. It's like, well, here's what I think. And that's what it's been really cool is, is that just seeing the, the connection and just having empathy for other points of view. Yeah. It is, uh, I will say that that's also a situation I found myself in where I'll be listening to a show and, and one of us will say something and I'll go, okay, that's interesting. And, and now I see where you're coming from and that's great. But like, here's what I'd like to say to that. Like, here's more <laughs> yeah. information about that. Here's an alternative perspective on that. Uh, and I love that there is that expansion. And I love that it is so, it's, it's real life, you know, Angie's in her bathroom giving her kid a bath and there's chaos and there's just <laughs> life and it's stuff and, you know, I'm driving around in my car and, <laughs> and here's some road rage and just, it's not, 
I, I appreciate that they're not podcasts in the true sense of like, this is a polished offering that I'm putting out in the world and this is my little whatever. Uh, I, I like that it's a more organic, authentic extension of my consciousness and the rest of our consciousness, you know? Right, right. It's like this slice of life. It's like this little peek into a moment of what someone's thinking in that moment as they're living life. Right. Which is, I think, you just hit the nail on the head. That's my problem with The Sainted Path and all the episodes that I've done so far is it is me living life to an extent. It is me living life and I hit the record button, but then I filtered out a lot of the life because I was too worried about sharing all of the life. And so with all of the episodes that are forthcoming, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to to curate or to like deliberately turn it into a a, a crafted thing that I offer, but I want it to be more like the world in my head. So I want it to be a lot weirder and I want it to be a lot more honest and I want it to be a lot more fun, you know? And yeah, I've been figuring yeah. out ways of of doing that and like I, I've learned that audio production is not even remotely intuitive. And actually, I learned that uh, with Rosie Copacetic and being in the band. Taylor and I do all of it ourselves, all of the bells and whistles and the recording and the production. And we learn as we go. And Taylor knows a lot more than I do. Uh, and even still, Taylor is learning as he goes. And so it's it's really humbling, honestly, to sit behind a computer and to be like, wow, I don't fucking know how to do any of this. <laughs> um, and uh, and it has been really cool, though, to like to apply myself, though, and to be like, yeah, but now I'm going to learn. And why else would I have ever learned if not for the fact that like I have a show to do? I'm on open lines. Like, we got work to do. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's cool. And, and well, here's... There, there, there's a difference between you and me. And it's a reason why I was drawn to you in the first place. Like, you are you're an artist like you're you're an artist through and through and so there's the ways that you look at like so of course as you're you are like looking at going into a project there's always kind of got to be this even if you don't know where it's going to end up you know that it's going to end when you are happy with it you know what i mean yeah or yeah. like you you you're not you're you go into something knowing you're going to do a finished polished product and end yeah. piece and and so that kind of could be that could kind of pull you back when you get out of your element, you know, yeah. when, when suddenly you're not painting and you're you're speaking into a microphone. Yeah. You still have that thing where it's like, no, this has got to be polished, you know. Right, and, right, right. And and it doesn't end like, okay, I did one, I did one show, and now there's another one and another one and another one, and it keeps building. And I don't know, you know, it's not like we're building towards something specific. We're just building. Yes. It's and it's beautiful and it's fantastic and exciting. It's it really is exhilarating. But also, there's you know that Capricorn perfectionist <laughs> who's like, "Fuck, what are we? What are you building? <laughs> Show me your plans." Right, right. Because I am not at all that way, except that I am that way. Yeah. Do you remember um, the? Uh, do you remember how like what our first our first conversation that we had? I think it was uh, it was an episode of Open Lines. Um, it was way before that. It was way before Open Lines. We talked. On, we were going. We were going to start a literary. Oh, that journal. yeah. Remember yeah, that? I, remember. I do. Yeah. And I don't uh, know why that 
I just out of nowhere just sent you a message. I said, hey, I want to start a literary journal and with like other media and an mm-hmm. art journal. You in? <laughs> like we actually had a com- a phone call where we yeah. like, all right, what are, how are you going to do this? We actually started taking submissions. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. I don't remember receiving any submissions. I remember putting out a call for submissions. I think they all came from Hannah. But even still, <laughs> <laughs> even still. <laughs> that was before Hannah and I had 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 uh, gotten to know each other at all, and before we were friends. And so I remember seeing some of this stuff and being like, "Wow, we're really about to make something." We're really. And then we didn't. Together. And then we didn't. Like that wasn't what was supposed to happen. But it's, yeah. it's just I was just thinking of that early earlier I was thinking how how there was there's just something about you that ha, has drawn me to you so like of course I'm thinking there's something about you that will draw everyone to you and so like that's why I push you with the stated path and that's why I'm the the you you'll post something in your story about like what am I going to do today? Is nothing. I'm tired of life. And I'm like, sounds like a good time to record a sainted path. (laughs) (laughs) Anna finally encouraged me. She was like, all of those like bits and pieces of half episodes that you have, just put them together. We want them. And I was like, I don't know if you guys do. I really don't know if you do, but you do. You do because you are constantly trying to remind me like, there's a place for you here. It's really quiet. <laughs> Add your voice back in. And I, yeah. No, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I don't know where I would be or who I would be if it hadn't been for all of this. Yeah, me uh, neither. Yeah. I, I, more than anything, I appreciate how fucking punk it is. It is the truest, most DIY thing I am doing right now. <laughs> anybody's that, doing. That anybody's doing. But really, like, I'm over the moon about it. And I want it to stay that way always. And I don't ever want it to change. I don't ever want to monetize. I don't ever want to polish. I don't want Angie to ever stop recording podcasts while she's in the bathroom. (laughs) I want it to be that way always. If someone tries to sell me a mattress, I will fucking run. (laughs) I know. I know. So Uh I'm, I, uh, hopefully we I'm not, hopefully it will stay that way. At least this, this version of it. I know that you do have plans, though. Things are going to start changing and growing in a new direction. Um, and I wonder how much of that you are, like, consciously planning and, and like, you know, what ideas you're sitting on and if you want to share any of those. I'm, I'm very curious about what's next. I've, I've put a lot of thought into where to go next. And what I have realized is that I have no idea where, where to take it. I'm so... It's open. It's become something separate than me. I, I used to even have on the website curated by Mark Hammerschmidt and right. created, and I've taken all that shit off. It's like not me anymore. I, yeah. I'm just the guy that pushes the buttons, and and posts it. Like I don't do anything. Somebody, the, everyone who's a contributor just sends me their file, and I don't do anything. Yeah. I just post it, and so I, where it's going to go in the future is just kind of depends on everybody you know on Mm -hmm. on where everybody takes it and i'm just constantly putting out this call for more voices like please it's so easy to do to just talk into your phone although it's not that easy is it it's not easy to even give like to come up with shit to say for 20 minutes a week (laughs) it's kind of hard yeah but it gets easier it does and and it is there is a there is an ease to it there is definitely like 
when you know that you can just pick up your phone and hit record and it doesn't matter what it sounds like and it doesn't matter, like it doesn't matter, it just matters that you're doing it, there is a, a great deal of ease that comes with like, well, fuck, I'm doing it. You uh-huh. know, like I didn't think that I would do it or I thought that there were all of these things standing in my way, but I picked up my phone and I hit record and I'm doing it. Right. And, uh, so when I, when I uh, hung out with my old friend the other night, we had dinner, I she was asking all these questions and she was like, okay, but like, you know, how do you record it? And then like, I don't have any of the stuff that I need. And I was like, girl, you got a phone, right? (laughs) You've got a phone. You don't even go back through the archives and listen to what some of us have done with our phones. Don't even worry about it. Just do it. Don't even think about it. Don't psych yourself up or down, left, right, or center. Just fucking go for it. Yeah. Just start talking. Yeah. I need to take my own advice. Actually, at this point, it's not the talking so much that's the problem it's really i need to go back and listen and i need to just cringe my way through it and i need to figure out like all of the places where i knew i was trying to say something but then i didn't say it the satan path really frustrates me as it stands out in the world now because it's like "Mm, you started saying something and you didn't you couldn't i could not i could not get it out and work my way around it because i just i know like i know such and such is going to turn around and go, oh, I heard whatever. And I think at this point I'm kind of, I'm not over that at all, but I have, I'm redefining where those boundaries are. And as long as it doesn't fuck up my shit too badly, I think that some people are just going to, we're all just going to be a little uncomfortable, you know, as long as it doesn't land me out on the street. That's my goal at this point is like, just say enough to where you're not homeless (laughs) because you you don't want to burn too many bridges, but also like, this shit needs to be said. Like there are stories that need to be told and there are truths that need to be shared. And especially when there are other people out there sharing other truths, like we need more perspectives. Right. Like it's all very fine and well to believe whatever you believe, but you also need to know what I'm out here believing because whether you think so or not, it does impact the thing that you believe and it does correspond directly to the thing that you believe. And you can keep believing your thing, but you need to make space for my thing too. And you can't do that if I don't tell you what my thing is. And and here's an, a, another aspect of it too is it's it's very therapeutic. Yeah. It's that's very true. therapeutic to get this shit out. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what everybody says like that's therapy, right? Like going and just talking to a therapist is just getting it out. And so what it's become is at least in what I think it's become is f- for for everyone who's contributing at the moment, we're just like open the open lines is just our therapist (laughs) we're just speaking whatever is coming out but the people who are listening even if there's like a little bit of truth shared truth in what we're saying and Mm -hmm. what they they how they perceive life they also get to purge you know like through our purging like all the shit that they've been holding up bottled up inside just like attaches to that vibration and goes out as like they get to release that as well yeah and so it's been this weird, it's been weird. It's been very, um, I don't know, it's meant a lot to me. I've, I've seen this, this what this thing is capable of and, and how, I don't, I don't know, it gets a little frustrating because it's still, just it's just so hard to get people to hit play and listen. Mm. It's really hard to get someone to click a link in your bio. It's like the most impossible thing to do. I know, I know this to be true. I had... um. 
I have I opened a, a coffee page a while ago because I thought, fuck it, why not? It's less tacky than just being like, hey, Venmo me a tip, you know? Right. And so, so essentially, it's a platform where people can like buy you a coffee and they just give you like a three dollar donation, and uh, which is hilarious because three dollars can't buy a cup of coffee unless you <laughs> have the gas station. But uh, that page was sitting there for like a year, and I was talking about it, or it came up. I was hanging out with some friends, and, and Taylor Ruckle, who's in my band was like, wait a second, wait a second. No one's ever bought you a coffee, though? And I was like, nah, dude. <laughs> nobody will. Nobody can be bothered, and that's fine. And he was like, no, it's not fine. Someone's got to break the seal on this. And so Taylor was the first person to buy me a coffee. And then Taylor was the only person to buy me a coffee for another like year and a half. And I thought, you know, that's fine. That's just the way that it is. And I've got a really solid friend. And like, I took the win for what it was, but you know, now I've been bought at least two or three other coffees, and it's like, oh my god, I can't believe anyone's clicking the link in my bio. <laughs> I can't believe anyone would do that. Nobody does that anymore. I know. It used yeah. to be easy. Yeah. Not so much. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think about I think about like what happens after Instagram. You know, like what's the next big thing that everyone's gonna be doing, and where can we all find each other? And I also try not to think too hard about it because I'm not out there innovating and making that next big thing, so I don't like whatever. I've got other things to think about. Right, right. That's the but, same thing. I get mad. At, I get. I don't get mad, but it just is when people get, when people get mad about Instagram and like I can't believe they're doing this and they should go back to doing this. It's like they don't have to do anything. They don't even yeah. have to exist. Yeah. So we got to use the platform. You know, got to take what's there and and. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not so much. I don't know. They'll always bring you down, even if you figure out a way through the cracks. They'll, the algorithm will find you and yeah. shut you down. Here's a, a working example of that, not related to Instagram, but uh, on the YouTube, on the mobile app, uh, you used to be able to get around advertisements. So when you play a video and it wants to play you a five-second ad, you used to be able to just close the video and open it again. And then it might still try and play you an ad, but if you did it a second time, like you were usually in the clear, I'm like, okay, here's your video. Right. And I, I mentioned that to a friend once, and, and it, I mentioned it because like with the 15 second ads, like first of all, don't fucking advertise to me, like not today, Satan. You're not gonna fucking get me. I'm not looking. <laughs> so I, I, to the point where like my friends actually get annoyed at me, like dude, you're so extra, because I'll like scream at my phone, like no, I'm not listening and. Like, yeah, I am being silly, but also don't fucking advertise to me. Like, I'm not here for that right now. Uh, and so uh, I, I opened it up the other day, and here's a 15-second ad. I don't think so. And I closed it, and I opened the video again. Here's another 15-second ad. I don't think so. And I kept doing it. And I realized, fuck, they got me. <laughs> they got me, and I can't skip this 15-second ad anymore. Nope, $7.99 a month. That's the only way to do oh, it. Fuck that. <laughs> I didn't come to the internet to pay you any money for anything. Right, but see, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's like it's like I I was talking the other day. Like nobody ever comments on my stuff, and then I thought I never comment on anybody's stuff either. I like I I don't remember. I never I've never gone to a podcast site and said, "Hey, great job," you know. Right. Right. So yeah. I, goes, I, I, if you want, if you don't want the ads, Soraya, create your own platform. Right. <laughs> I get it. I get why they do it. I, I mean, sure, capitalism, but like, <laughs> I've just given up on. I've just given up on it. Like, no, then I guess I won't be. I guess I won't be watching these YouTube videos. Thanks. Yeah, so that, that's the option. That's the option. YouTube's crazy. 
anyway. Yeah. It's all weird. But yeah. So. So so where 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 does Open Lines Radio go from here? You're part of it. That's true. I am part of it. You're 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 one of the cells in the body. I mean, onwards and upwards, we're only uh we're only growing and mutating from this point, right? I think the important thing is to not to just not buy into podcasts are huge, you know, they're like <clears throat> and, and there's this image that goes along with them of like sitting at the desk with the big setup and the microphones and the headphones and I think as long as we don't fall into that trap. That's as long as we don't sell out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's the image that everybody thinks you have to have. That's what holds people back. Oh, I don't have that gear. I can't. Right. I can't do right. it. And that's 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 the stuff that that's the illusion. That's that's the Hollywood, mm-hmm. part, you know, facade. Yeah, it actually really amazes me how how uh, how deep that poison runs. You know, the the like. We've all bought into it, and we didn't even realize that we all bought into it. I mean, I buy into it, and I, especially thinking about podcasters and knowing that, like, I have this show, and knowing where I've recorded this show in the past, (laughs) and the way that I've cobbled this together, when I then see other people, and their, you know, their posts on social media, and their blingy graphics, and, like, they're clearly, like, taking the time, and they're polishing, and they're doing the whole thing, like, it is really really commercial like how did that happen like this is supposed to be the little guy you know like even the little guys are doing that yeah i think about instagram influencers a lot this is a really wacky wild facet of our culture that blows my fucking mind and i really hope that like when we're gone and we've destroyed the planet that aliens or whoever's left out in the universe like comes by all the flotsam and jetsam of our culture floating around in space and really really harps on the influencers like i hope that they really get a kick out of the fact that like yeah humanity you did that you were like that because it blows my mind that we have become so open to even the concept of influencers like the fact that people can make a living this way and all they're doing is selling you stuff and not even like not even in the days of your where like salespeople would sell you things, you know, and like being a salesperson, like that was a, that was, a, I mean, like that's a skill set, like being able, being a people person, being able to talk to someone, being able to like subtly influence them and make them think that this is going to benefit them or impact them in some really positive way and they really need this. And you used to really work for that shit. Yeah, and now yeah. all it takes is some fancy equipment and you hanging out and being like, well, this is all the stuff that I bought. And it's not even necessarily like remarkable or good. Like when people do when people do haul videos, like I went to Target. I honestly, honestly, I I don't even have the words. I don't even have the words. Like humanity, what are we? What are we doing? What are we doing right now? And why are so many of us okay with this? And why are so many of us like, yeah, that's a that's a way you can be. Like that's cool, I guess. Be that way. But like. What? Why? What does it do? It's 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 weird. I saw. Uh, I was scrolling through the other day, and someone. It's not anybody I follow. I was scrolling through a podcast hashtag, and um, someone was saying, "I'm the new podcast launches in four days." It was like this countdown: four days to the new podcast, and it was just like just a person, you know. And it was like, why four days? Like, why not right now? 
Yeah, what is, right? What is this launch date? Like, like who are you trying to build hype for? Like, your four friends and your mom <laughs> care about what you're doing as it is. So, like, why exactly. are you them wait four days? Exactly. And then I see they have, like, 272 followers. And it is. It's like, who are these people talking to? Is this even a real person? Or is this a bot that th this stuff's just get, getting, you know, generated? Yeah. I don't know. So... I, I quit my day job in February and have been cobbling it together since then uh, because I refuse. I refuse. I just, I absolutely, I mean, the, like the really the last straw was the fact that I was taking a lot of abuse at work from, from management and um, I was not well liked, which was purely like a popularity thing because I was the hardest working asshole slaving away in that place. But it's usually uh, the case. Yeah, I mean, really, like, I thought it was hilarious. Like, okay, you're going to get rid of me, but then what? <laughs> no one's going to do any work anymore. Like, why are, why are we doing this? I don't even care about you. Just let me do my fucking job. Yeah. But um, I won't go back to being mistreated and not paid enough for for, you know, the time that I'm spending. And so I've been trying to... And I hate this, but I have been really trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I make a living as an artist without a day job? The best way to do this, and all of the advice that I've gotten from other working artists in the world is hang on to your day job for as long as possible while you build up your side hustle. Otherwise, it will completely kill your creative spirit when you have to make things on demand, and you will not be able to make things. And it's true, and I knew that it was true, but I also knew, like, okay, well, this is where we are, though, and this is what we've got to do right now. So I've been trying to figure out how do I, first of all, who am I talking to? I have 200 followers on, on the Experiment House's Instagram, and I know maybe like 40 or 50 of those people personally, and then maybe like another 20 or 30 of those people are people I've networked with out in the world, and, oh, hey, you should follow me, or here's my art on Instagram. Who the fuck am I talking to? Who am I selling anything to? I can't even figure out, like, what opinions I, I... I don't even know if I have any opinions anymore that I, are worth sharing because then I look at the audience that's out there that I've, that I've built for myself, and it's like, what does this do, you know? And uh, it's crippling, and it does stop you from just doing. And it does stop you from... Like, there's no output when you're thinking about who's receiving this because then anything you do, you're catering to those people, and it's a little less authentic than you're selling something. You know, then yeah. it's not just I'm saying this because I care about this or I made this because I care about this. It's I need you to hear this or see this. And I think that you might care about it. Uh, and uh, there's definitely. Yeah, nothing is happening. I mean, the experiment house, the Instagram has been a ghost town because I'm not doing I'm not making anything. I'm busy doing things. I'm busy trying to make sure that I'm not homeless and that, you know, I keep myself fed and that I'm constantly working and growing and improving. And there is, there are marks being made, but it's not, it's not a product. It's not, things aren't polished. And so I don't know why I started saying all of this. I've lost my train of thought, but that's where I've been. It's, it's, well, you, you've, that's, this is the problem with, with just everything running, everything runs its cycle. And mm -hmm. there, there was a, a point where, Instagram was kind of exciting and things were happening mm -hmm. a couple years ago. It's since been changed and, and, and you know, you can 
the underlying diabolical reason is that the little guy was making money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. was, ma I was making a living reading tarot cards on Instagram. I was making yeah. a living. That was my only gig. Yeah. And, but Instagram wasn't making any money on that. Mm -hmm. And so, so everything's been changed now so that it's in favor of the people paying Instagram money. Mm-hmm. So the little guy, like you and me, we're just kind of like left out there like, hey, like this, this was my marketing platform. Yeah. This was everything. And you've just taken everyone who, you know, the 272 people who do look at me, you've just stripped it down to about 13 that see yeah. me now. And so it's, it's got it. It's more about, about marketing across multiple platforms now. And that becomes exhausting but I think like, like I think like there's there are ways to do it like through a network and like like through an open lines radio type of thing where 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 your personal thing might only have 200 and whatever followers you're also being broadcast out on this thing with the 11.9 thousand followers which isn't a lot compared to you know the big picture but then who knows where you get where it goes goes from that because like I said, we're just getting started too. So, you know, and then, and then when you, when you put out a podcast, you're going out on, on Stitcher, you're going out on SoundCloud, you're going out on Spotify, you know, you just, it's just about finding these, these avenues to put yourself out in as many different places as you can. Yeah. To get to, and then it's about waiting and then it's about being patient. Then it, it is about like surviving <laughs> waiting for that one thing that's going to like see it it's like you're fishing basically you just got to put out as many lures as possible and, and hope somebody with the ability to help you achieve i mean as an artist like you kind of need somebody you need people to see you so i mean you need people to see you for better or for worse is a fact of life. You need people to engage with what you're doing because otherwise you're just out there alone and we're not islands. We can't function alone. Like right. you can't just go out into the world and like be on your own always. It's not, you're not, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to go anywhere. So right. yeah. <laughs> and, and even if you can, if you do make it for a little while on your own, like you, you're just yourself. And so like there's that, that it's, it's like, evolution comes through diversity you know and so the, the more things that are involved the more chances to evolve the more aspects so you just can't get frustrated that's the hard part <laughs> it takes right. it takes time it takes time i remember you're what mid-20s mm -hmm. man like for me that was 20 years ago and I'm the exact. I'm still in the exact same spot. Why is can't why I'm putting all this work and this stuff is good and I'm getting positive feedback? Why isn't why aren't the right people seeing it? Right and and I do think that it's just slower than anything else. I do think that the right people see it. It just doesn't happen the way that it happens elsewhere. Like the numbers aren't going to be as big. The payoff isn't going to be as, it's not going to hit as hard because it's so much smaller. It's like, that's the whole thing about grassroots and about being the little guy, right? Like $3 is nothing. It won't actually buy me a cup of coffee. But the fact that somebody turned around and gave me $3, like that's, that moved me, you know, like that was like 
of being like, holy shit, like I'm out here and someone just paid me three dollars because I'm out here. I haven't even made anything in a while. I just posted an Instagram story about my, you know, my mustache. And that resonated with someone and they gave me three dollars for my efforts. <laughs> that's cool. That's what it's all about. That's that's the kind of connection and, and it's again, it's not it's not a, like a firework going off every time, but I think it will eventually. I think it will reach that point. I think that the momentum will keep building and it will be bigger and bigger. We just have to find ways to keep navigating around the system and to keep being the little guys, you know? Exactly. I think going forward, I, I that really seems to be the only way for, for any of us to make any progress in the future and for society to like get anywhere good. Because right now, collectively, the whole of the human race is in the shitter. Like This is not a good time. No. This is not a good time. There is no dignity left in, in any of our not any of our, but like there's there's very little dignity left in being a human person. We have very little respect for humanity. And uh, and I don't I think it's the media is so oversaturated and social media is so oversaturated and all of us are like when people talk about disaster fatigue, this has always bothered me, but it bothers me now especially. I really feel like that is the most irresponsible, ridiculous bullshit ever. And also, I get it. I understand, like, constantly being bombarded by toxic, awful, harmful things that you are seemingly powerless to change. And I understand needing to, like, hit pause and take a break from that. But also, let's just acknowledge, like, what kind of fucked up world do we live in? Where awful shit just keeps happening and our, and our only, like, response is to hit pause to, like, save ourselves because otherwise we get burnt out or, or, you know, we are too damaged and then we really can't do anything. So I think things like open lines, like that's a, that's a step. That is a solid foundation. Like we are going to speak and we are going to share and we are going to be human and we'll connect and we'll communicate. And it might only reach, you know, 13 people now, but at least those 13 people then know like oh okay well i can speak and i can share and i can do something and and even if it doesn't ripple outward very far like i still maybe it just needs to be small pockets maybe instead of being islands we just need to be you know these these small tribes of people and everyone just needs to find their open line tribe and everyone just needs to make an effort with their people in their way and we'll figure it out from there because this idea of all of us unifying and living in this utopian society and all of us suddenly voting the right way, whatever the fuck that means. I hate that people even talk about voting at all. Like, it really bothers me. Like, yeah. can we please just stop fucking feeding into this system? Like, it's not here for you. It's rigged. None of these candidates. <laughs> like, this is stupid. This is so stupid. Exactly. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I saw this meme the other day that said... uh what if what if we're not really destroying the planet? What if the planet is destroying us? <laughs> I started thinking like <clears throat> like look back through time like how many iterations has this planet been through and 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 it's just you know at one point maybe a meteor hit hit it and wiped out the dinosaurs, but this time it's gonna all just fry and human beings will be extinct and and 200 billion years from now you know whatever creature has evolved to whatever it is at that point will be doing either archaeology and come across this existence and be talking mm -hmm. about 
six billion years ago, these weird, strange creatures roamed the the land, you know, and... That's what I'm saying. I can't wait for them to make fun of influencers. <laughs> I can't believe that our human legacy is going to be, you know, Jesus Christ, Buddha, the Beatles, and then YouTube influencers. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I... I love. I used to be able to say I love being alive, and I don't want to say that right now. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure that I love it all that much, but it it surely is interesting. It do keep you on your toes. Well, listen, we're we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and, for better or for worse. And and I think if you if you go back through history, you'll see that it's never been good. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, people talk about other times as if they were rosier, and I, and, or they talk about the times that we live in now, like it's the end of times, or like this is apocalyptic, or like really, truly dystopian, and, and it is in a lot of ways, but also it's not that different from any other point in history. Um, this is, I think that every other point in history was actually pretty fucked up. <laughs> I, I think if you go back into like 15, 1600s Britain... Yeah, it, <laughs> exactly. They've got a, a different... Th this is pretty nice right now. Right. I was thinking medieval times, like the 1300s, the 1400s, you know, to be to be living in such a classist system where, like, if you are not lucky and you are born into the bottom or if you fall from grace, like, sucks to be you. Like, yep. your life's just, like, piss and shit. Like, that's <laughs> what you get. And, you know, and you get to cobble together an existence out of that. Uh <laughs> So there are definitely... I'll take the influencers. Yeah, yeah we're all right. <laughs> we're doing okay. <laughs> so I think I think it's always been shitty, and so you, you just got to figure out your way to maneuver around it in whatever time you're living in. How can, oh. how can we make this time bearable? I think uh, I really appreciate... I, I know that that was a hypothetical question, but I am going to kind of answer it. I, I really appreciate... Um, one aspect of Instagram and maybe it's just because this is what I'm plugged into and this is what I'm looking for. I'm sure that other people's Instagram pages reflect less of this, if any of it at all. But I really appreciate how much uh, like pop psychology there is out there that's actually trying to help people, you know, and I call it pop psychology because it's on Instagram. Like you're showing me a flashy graphic and teaching me to reparent myself. Like, yeah, that work has value, but also it's on Instagram. Um, but I do appreciate it. I do think that that's really important. And I do think that, you know, as long as people keep taking advantage of the fact that, like, we can share information with each other, you guys, like, we can, we can help each other, then we're going to be okay. And as long as people keep trying to help themselves and then turn it around and try and help others, like, we're going to fucking make it. Like, we can, we can do this. We can move beyond the influencers. We can live a better life. Yeah. Like, and we can have fun. And we can have fun. Remember fun. No, not really. <laughs> I actually, I'm sitting here with a look of bewilderment on my face, like, oh yeah, and that, and that guy. I vaguely recall him. <laughs> that fun guy. You need some fun guys in your life. <laughs> what uh, what else have you been up to, my dude? Oh, uh, you know, just. I've been have I've had this really weird schedule, mm -hmm. 
where I um, am off most mornings and then I work <laughs> at night. Like into the wee hours or like, like... I'm usually, I usually get home at about 11 p.m. Okay. I leave at 3 p.m. And so I've had these, these days where I can sleep in. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly's up and gone at like 5.30. And so some mornings I don't go fall back asleep, but some days I do. And I, you know, I get up and I don't shower till noon. And <laughs> I, it's, it's been nice. To, I've been able to get a lot of open lines radio stuff recorded in the day. Mm-hmm. And then I can, you know, mess with it at night. And I don't know. It's just been this, I've been in this kind of this weird alternate reality for the past couple months where I just, li- I like, if I'm not doing open lines radio stuff, I'm not speaking. And so I'll go like day, and, or if somebody else's, if I'm posting somebody else's open lines radio stuff or working on that that day, I won't say, I'll go like my whole morning without, uh, you know, first mm-hmm. half of the day without saying a word. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice. <laughs> I like <laughs> silent meditations. It sucks because, you know, by the time your family's home and they're having dinner, I'm not there. Yeah. But having, I've had a lot of alone time, mm-hmm. silent alone time, and uh, I've been able to process a lot of stuff. I'm in a pretty good place. That's good. I, I don't know how to translate it to other people because it's kind of a unique situation, but mm-hmm. I would suggest silence is great in anybody's life. <laughs> yeah, I actually... Uh... I was trying to attend a silent meditation retreat at uh, an ashram somewhere in the deep south of the state that I live in. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of money to go do a thing like that, uh, which ultimately was the thing that stopped me from, from, I got too much else to budget for and to plan for. And your girl is basically unemployed. I mean, like I am employed, but like not gainfully. So <laughs> not in any way that counts or in any way that anyone else is supportive of. Um, so I definitely, I feel that and I feel how beautiful that is and to just be, and to just be quiet and to, you know, to just live that way for a little bit. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm sure that it sucks a little bit to be on the schedule, but. Yeah. When, when, when your wife's getting home as you're walking out every single day, it gets kind of old. So she spends a lot of late nights with me. She'll wait up for me and I feel bad because she has to get up so early. But such is life at the moment. Yeah, here we are. And, uh, uh, yeah. It's, been, it's nice to be busy. It is, actually. I've been really busy. I have been really busy. I, uh, I, I am trying to make some more. And you know what I, what I learned and what I realized? What's I knew that? this. I knew this. Like, intrinsically, I was aware of it, but I wasn't consciously aware of it. It was there, but... When I'm making things, especially when I'm painting, or when I'm really, really, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm making. And everything is laid out before me, and I'm alone, and I'm undisturbed, and I'm going. I'm not, I don't make marks to try and create an end product. I don't set out to, like, I'm, it's not like, I'm going to paint this thing. I just grab the nearest surface that I can fuck up. And I start fucking it up, and I am really 
part of it is is processing what's happening internally, but more than anything, when I'm really in it and when I'm really chugging along, I am channeling things beyond myself. Yeah. And I, I guess get that I, in your art. Yeah, and I guess I kind of always knew that, but I didn't know it until I stopped doing it. And now I'm I take any spare second I have to make whatever marks I can and to write down ideas to expand on later. And I don't really live anywhere, so I, I do, I live at my sister's house, but like I don't really, like my sister's got four kids and she takes care of my mom too, so like, you know, I'm, I'm mooching space and uh, I sleep on the couch. And so there's no place for me to, to just be and to be working and to have all my stuff spread out and to be in the zone. And I haven't channeled anything in a long, long, long time, in a long time. And that fucks you up, you know, like if that's what you're here for and if that's part of your purpose and like if you're meant to be doing this thing and you're not doing it, things will stagnate and things will break and you won't be functioning at 100%. And I, again, like, I kind of knew that. Like, I kind of recognized what the problem was and what was up. But it wasn't until um, I just got my advanced Reiki attunement this past weekend. And it's my goal to... Thank you. Thank you very much. It's my goal to be a Reiki master and to be able to teach other people. And I realized in the process of, like, channeling things and being mindful and meditating, like, whoa, (laughs) what am I doing? I'm sitting here freaking out because I've lost so much of myself, but I know where she is. Like I know where it is. I just need to, I just need to go do the work, but I can't do that work right now. Uh, or I can, but not in its entirety and not, you know, not fully. And I realized, um, with my spiritual practices too, I kept, I'm, so I keep, I'm working really hard. Right. And I read for, I read tarot cards for a living and I just landed a gig reading, um, at like a metaphysical store, which is pretty cool. So I'll be there on Saturday mornings now. And like, these are the things that are like keeping, you know, income flowing in, but not, not nearly enough. And uh, on top of that, I'm trying to learn Reiki and help other people and heal people. And I've got appointments and I'm going back to school in the, in the fall for my massage therapy license so that I can have a day job that will come with health insurance again. And I realized, like, I'm doing all of this, and I know how hard I'm working, and I know how tired I am, and I know that I never stop, and nobody else sees any of it. And so to everyone else, I am this 20-something artist who's a degenerate and sleeps on her sister's couch. And, like, people are trying to be nice about it, but, like, also it's there, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and you, yeah. There's really no way to be nice about that. And so, like, you keep – it's not that people will, like, tell me my business, except that they will – and so I'll I'll hear things or I'll get comments like, oh, you know, you should think about going to work again or you should think about whatever. And it's like, motherfuckers, I am working. <laughs> I'm working so much. It's we, we live in this in this culture where where your time has to be translated to dollars. Oh, or yeah, you're not really being productive. Your your production value is your human value. If you're not doing anything, then what are you doing? Uh, if you're not generating dollars, then what's the point? It, it's funny the way that p- people will 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 look at your value as being something less if you're not like making money in the moment, mm-hmm. even when you're doing things to help you in the future. Mm-hmm. But the o- only thing you can do is just keep going because in the future, when you are when when those things do finally translate to making money, then mm-hmm. all the uh, all these other people will suddenly be like. It'll, it'll completely change. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm so up. proud of you. You did all these things to get yourself to this point. When it's like, yeah. if I had done what you said to do, I'd be 
you know, working. Mm-hmm. I would have like I would wouldn't be doing any of this. Yeah, no, and it's so obvious, and and like, it's so like, yeah, all right, thanks. I didn't ask you, but thanks. <laughs> and like, I know what's up, but even still, it's exhausting. Yeah. And then when I realized, like, oh, and on top of that, I'm not even, like, I'm not even connected to to source, you know, like, I don't even have any time for creation. Like, what the fuck's the point of anything then? Yeah. What's the point of anything? Because that's the point of everything. So it's been dicey. It's funny that you mentioned that word source. It's, I was just thinking about that yesterday. Oh, yeah? In what context? I, well, I did a, a sainted path. I don't know, a sainted path. That's your show. I did a streaming <laughs> consciousness <laughs> yesterday yeah. Yeah. episode, and um, I was kind of talking about it's just like kind of my thoughts on ev- or on existence, mm-hmm. and and the the idea that there's a, a singular brain mm-hmm. with all these different connections. Like everybody is is a separate perspective that's all linked back to the single brain that yeah, gets like, to take all these different perspectives and take all of them into consideration before forming mm-hmm. an opinion of what existence is. And yeah. I just was thinking there was a time when I used to call that brain source. Mm-hmm. And as I was just, you know, just riffing and talking in in my head, I was having this secondary conversation that was like, "Why aren't you calling this source? You always used to call this source, and you're now you're acting like it's this this entity, this being, this thing." And I always mm-hmm. used to talk about source, and I don't maybe for some reason, like my ideas, like the idea is the same, but just the vocabulary's changed. And I don't know what it is about that word source that um, no long I no longer find fitting. That's funny because uh, I can directly tie that to your influence too. Because I, I never referred to it as source uh, until until you and I started palling around. <laughs> uh, but I do I recognize that though, where the language changes, the thing itself doesn't necessarily change, but the language changes, and then inadvertently the thing itself does change. You know, because yeah. the 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 words that you use to like describe it and to quantify it and to sort of wrap your your conscious understanding around it changes, and the language reflects that. And, and, I, and maybe maybe I just said source for so long. I was just trying to be creative and say some say it in a different way, but. No, but sometimes, I mean, the thing changes, and then the words change to reflect it, and maybe there aren't words there to reflect it yet, but something will pop up. The source is just such an ethereal, mm-hmm. concepty word, you know? It's just like, what is source? Mm-hmm. That, like, if we can put some kind of concrete images and, and make it more tactile, we might be able to understand and connect to it more. Yeah. But also, I'm really tired of other people's concrete images, clogging up my pipes <laughs> that's true that's true that's become a big uh that's pr- probably the best of other people's concrete images of source have are the biggest source of contention on this planet yeah my my whole i don't have well okay i have lots of beef with everything but my my big hang-up about christianity is um the the imagery and the wording of you know the holy father and uh, the idea of God being a man in the sky and the idea of, like, someone actually said to me once in a positive way, like, that they really appreciated that and that sometimes when they were especially lost that that was what they leaned into was the idea of, like, the heavenly father, like, being a father figure to them. And I said out loud, oh, God, and the look this person gave me, too. I said out loud, I was like, yeah, see, that's part of my problem is I never had a dad, so that doesn't work for me. 
like right. straight up, like, like it's just so cut and dry. Like the idea of having like a fatherly presence in your life, like that's not a comfort to me. That's not a thing that I'm terribly familiar with. So it's just like, like that's a Hallmark card. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they looked at me like, wow, you're damaged. <laughs> and I was right. like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I but that, that makes a lot it. of sense. That makes a lot of sense to me too, because I never didn't really have a father, and that word has yeah, I've never has always kind of been a thing to me. But I also am male, though, you know. So I was able to redeem my father by being the father he wasn't. Where yeah. I could see as being female, you're just kind of like sorry. Yeah, I just yeah yeah I don't know. No redemption for you when you can't connect with the father. Pretty much. It's what it feels like a little bit. <laughs> or actually, it's been coming up a lot lately, you know, like the my need to, to to harness and to channel the divine masculine and to balance yang energy and all of that. And I think about that a lot, especially in terms of like uh, the binary and the gender binary and like what it means to be male and what it means to be female and, and my own place in that framework and how that's changing. And I don't know what the fuck any of it means, to be honest. And I'm kind of just free floating. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so remember how I said I talk a lot of shit about a lot of things and then I have to eat my words? Mm -hmm. uh, someone a couple years ago, my friends were like, oh, yeah, our friend such and such who practices chaos magic. And I drew a hard line in the sand and I said, nope, your friend who practices chaos magic is not my friend and I would not like to get to know them ever. Um, and I meant that. And I still stand by that. Like when people are just casually like, oh, yeah, I, I do this thing. Like, OK, great. I don't trust you. And I don't know what you're about, and I don't really want to know too much about what you're doing with that magic over there. Because, like, it's. I think also having lived in, in a, a place like Egypt where, you know, superstition is alive and well, and having seen so much. I mean, there are more things than heaven and earth, right? And when you've seen some of that shit, like, you really understand, like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Before yeah. you start channeling lasagna demons, like, let's keep it real. Like, I'm not trying to have my whole life fucked up because you thought it would be a laugh to channel a lasagna demon, okay? So, um, I was, it was always cut and dry. Like, I don't think that any of, I don't think that that's your place. I don't think that you're intelligent enough. I don't think that you are knowledgeable enough, and I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. I don't want to invite that trouble. And then I had to eat my words because... Uh, a lot of my friends practice chaos magic, and I care about my friends, and I trust my friends' judgment. So we got to talking about it. And sure enough, uh, after, you know, reading lots of books and, and figuring things out for myself, I realized, like, okay, chaos magic itself is not the problem. And in fact, I think that I should start practicing chaos magic. But the issue still, or the thing that I realized was there's everyone else's idea of source, right? And their concrete images and like the heavenly father and all of that. And all of that was directly influencing my spiritual and personal practices. And I kept thinking like, okay, well, if those are all of the concrete images, like which one of those brings true? Like what's my concrete image? And uh, it was clogging up the pipes. And I don't need a concrete image. I just need to close my eyes and to trust in whatever that source is and see what I channel and see what happens, you know, and figure out like what rituals feel right to me and what marks feel good for me to be making. And, you know, like what is my unique expression of this divine thing? And I have definitely lost my way from that, but I didn't even realize. And now I realize so we can start getting back to it. 
Well, now you're making me realize I have also lost my way from source. It's funny, it just creeps up. You know, like you think that you're still in it and you think that you're still connected and you talk about it and you think about it and there's still, like the disconnect is real. At least it is for me. Like, I'm floating out here in the ether, you know? And um, actually someone said to me, they were like, it's like you're, you're in a space station, but there's nobody on the space station who's supporting you. So you're floating out in space and you're floating further and further away from the space station and like, you can't get back to the to the safety of the space station and no one can help you because there's no one there who's supporting you. And uh, and someone said to me, like, yeah, and you're floundering out in space. And I thought, well, pause, because I'm not floundering. I'm definitely lost in space. There's definitely no one supporting me or trying to pull me back in, but I'm not floundering. You have plenty of oxygen. Right. The alien and re- spacecraft will be by soon. <laughs> yeah, like, something's gonna happen. You know, like, an asteroid will, will come and, like, knock me off my trajectory and I'll find myself in a new part of space and something will happen but I'm not floundering Yeah, I am definitely lost but well, it's bullshit it's that not... someone would put that on you I, yeah to, and you know that's a huge part of life too is people will say things to you and it's just a reflection of them and what they're thinking what they're feeling and what they're about and uh, I'm trying to get better and better at not taking those things personally and recognizing like oh that's just you Yeah, and that's yeah. like that's yeah, man, that's all you. But it's hard not to take that in also. I had a conversation <laughs> with a cousin uh, once mm-hmm. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. where And she said, like, I just don't know how you could not believe in 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 a God and, and heaven. And, and the, mm-hmm. I just, I ha- like, what's the, like, I, if, I, if I couldn't think of, if I didn't have that to go to, like, that's what I get to go to when I die. If I didn't mm-hmm. have that image. I just don't know how I would live. And it's like, is that why you have that? Is that to make your life more comfortable? Like, is that, are these, yeah. these, that's why you think I'm floundering, you know, because yeah. I don't share your image of comfort after we die. Yeah. It's weird. It is, you know, people live with their fear in the driver's seat and they try and pretend like they don't. And I've always lived with fear in the driver's seat, but I've always been fully aware that fear is driving. And so there's a distinct difference there. You're just and, writing shotgun to fear. I love that right. image. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, I wish it weren't. And and now a lot of the time, fear and I, like, I kind of reach over and I hold the steering wheel while, you know, fear sparks a joint or whatever the fuck. But, <laughs> but at least I know, you know, and at least I'm in the passenger seat. And I think most other people are kind of, like, tied up in the trunk and blindfolded and fear is just taking them on this ride and they're they're fine because they're wrapped up in their cocoon and they don't have to think about it and they're just going to go where it takes them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not about that. I actually, you know, that's wild. It just made me remember. I used to have recurring dreams when I was a teenager. Wow, oh, my God. I never connected these dots. When I was a teenager, I used to have a version of this dream a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, I would find myself, I would be running away from something or I'd be, someone would be chasing me or like, you know, something, something bad was happening. Like we needed to get, I needed to get away. And there would always be a car that I would jump into or the dream would start and I'd be in a car. And, uh, I would like throw myself into the backseat of this car and then the car would start moving. And then I would have to scramble to like get up to the passenger seat and to like try and stop the car. And sometimes the brakes wouldn't work or sometimes, you know, like there was nothing that I could do or I couldn't get to the passenger seat. And it was always just like impending disaster. So it was always 
first I'm panicked because something is something bad is looming or is coming. And then I'm in this car and I have no control of this vehicle or where it's going to go. And uh, it's really obvious to me now, like, yeah, as a teenager, that was my life. Like, I didn't have any control of where the car was going. Yeah. <laughs> it was always a bad You still ride. don't, but at least now you You're recognize you don't. Yeah, and I don't, it doesn't. It doesn't eat away at my sleep, you know. Now like, you're along for the ride. Exactly. Instead of I'll fighting the ride. Yeah, I'll reach over and grab the wheel when Satan is preoccupied <laughs> fiddling with the radio, you know, like whatever it is. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. You really here's a question for you. So I'm I am only in my mid twenties, right? Which means I only have this much life experience. I was a child, then I was a teenager, then I was adult an adult for a while, and now I'm still an adult, but like it's you know, it's still pretty fresh. I look around at myself now and I'm kind of amazed at the person that I am and I do the mental math and I try and add up all of my experiences and all of my thoughts and feelings and figure out like how did I turn into this person and I can't ever like quite do the math for myself like it's it's a surprise to me that I am this way um, and it's I mean it's a cool surprise it's a good surprise this is the person that I always wanted to be you know, and I never thought that I would be for whatever reason. I don't know if anyone else experienced that where you close your eyes and really hope for something, but you also don't believe that you'll ever have that thing. Like, it's not really for you. Yeah. Uh, and so it's pretty fucking rad to to at least feel like if I'm not 100% the person that I wanted to be, I am like 90%. Like, all of the pieces are there now. Like, I'm that person, though. You know, like I just have to, I just have to own it. I just have to stand in it and like do that and be that person. But do you look at yourself where you are in your life and do you have similar thoughts or feelings? Is it like, wow, this is where we are. <laughs> like this is where all of this has brought us. Or yeah. is that just, yeah. No. And I've always felt like I was who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So, somehow I've all, I haven't always been where I've wanted where I've wanted to be, mm-hmm. and I've I've sometimes had a different shell on. But on the inside, I was happy with who I really was. You know, mm-hmm. even though if on the outside I was having to play this other role. Yeah. Okay, I can relate to that. That that rings true. But but now but lately I've just got to be me. Yeah. And and part of that was moving to California and leaving behind everyone who knew me you know I, I, I was a physically remove myself from the place where everybody knew me to a place where yeah. nobody knew me mm-hmm. and I've been able to just be me ever since yeah you though um you, you were really sick oh yeah that did happen <laughs> and, and 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 so I think at, at you know a young age where younger than most people who step into who they are and being happy with who they are you kind of were able to have an ego death through a near physical death you know and so yeah. like i can see how for you the the even the farther away that that go it starts turning into just a memory instead of like being mm-hmm. an active force on who you are that i think was the catalyst that you're like all right well i'm alive i'm, I'm gonna live every moment you yeah know? Yeah. And even though things haven't gone your way, you're still living your life as you. And that's what's cool about you. That's what draws people to you is 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 you are you. You know, you're not you don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, like it's it's clear that Soraya the Great gives no fucks. <laughs> you know, Soraya the Great used to give no fucks. I think Soraya secretly gives a few fucks too many now, and that's part of it. 
Like, if I could just cut that out, if I could stop fucking around like other people do, and if I could go back to not giving any fucks, then we'd all be better off for it. But you give no fucks in 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 in, in being you. You know yeah. what I mean? In letting in letting who you are live. You know, <laughs> like like and and I, I just, there's a few. That's why you say you're only ninety percent where you want to be. There's there's a few fucks. Yeah. But but way less than most people. Think, and yeah. so yeah, so I think that like you kind of that's why you were able to kind of achieve it younger. But a lot, most people don't ever achieve it. Most people die hating themselves, you know. Yeah. And and I don't know why that is. It's like so easy to just let go of other people's preconceived notions about who you are. But like I said, it took for me, it took a physical move. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, you know, since I'm hanging on to that ninety percent, I do. I do understand now in a way that I never did before why it is difficult for other people because there's a lack of support for sure. When you are doing you and you are marching to the beat of your own drum, that's cool. And the thing of it is you're marching like, like eyes forward or your eyes are closed or whatever the case may be, but you're not looking around, you know, you're not looking at the path, the paths of people around you to see where they're going. And so you don't mind so much that you're on that path alone because you're, you're just doing it. You're having a good time. Right. But it's really hard to be on that path alone when you – it's just hard to be on that path alone a lot of the time. You still want to be recognized. Yeah. And and so like – and I think that 90% that really is like, okay, well, if I stop giving all of these fucks and I really like go balls to the wall, like it's going to alienate a lot of people. Uh, maybe not even a lot of people, but I like it is going to have an alienating effect. Let me put it like that. It is going to change things, and that means that I'm going to have to like further walk alone for a while, and that's cool. Whatever, it's a great beat that that I'm that I'm drumming out. It's a good time, but that shit's daunting, and it yeah. gets old, and it gets really stale. And sometimes you want someone to laugh at your jokes, you know? Yeah. I was reminded recently. My um my Reiki teacher keeps telling me how funny I am, and she laughs every time I say something, which is a fucking novelty to me. First of all, I am the most hilarious person that I've ever known in my life, right? <laughs> but in, like, the last 10 years or so, that seems to have completely gone out the window, and I exist in this awful place without any humor, and no one knows when I'm joking, and nobody laughs, and it's bleak. Mark, it is bleak. <laughs> I'm, there, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Nobody knows when I'm if I'm joking or not, and I actually kind of like that. It's kind of (laughs) in my own sick head. It's like it's kind of fun when I when I say something to somebody and they look at me like, "Is this guy serious or not?" And then I have to laugh. I have to like laugh at my own jokes just so people know that it was a joke. A joke, yeah, yeah. I I'm tired of laughing at my own jokes. (laughs) And it was so nice that someone else was like, "Wow, you're really funny." I wanted to be like, "Really? Do you think so?" Like, I was so excited about it. Like, I think so, too, but I don't know where she went, and I don't know how to be funny anymore. Well, that's the importance of these little tribes that you were talking about. Yeah. You've got to, and, and that's what I think the Internet's done for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Is you've been able to find people that you can connect with and that do recognize you as who you are. Mm-hmm. And it makes it a little easier when you're dealing with, like, your everyday life or your family life or family and friends to not 
feel like you have to be that person, like to not feel like you have to be recognized as that person. Right. Now, when I go home, I don't like it used to be like, why can't you see me for who I am? You know, and now it's like I go back and it's like, I'll just be who you want me to be. Because there sure. are people who see me as who I am. There are people who know who I am. And it's just easier to avoid the fight yeah. and just be that version you want me to be for a little bit just to keep peace. You right. know, right. like I don't need you to know my truth. I don't want to. Your your truth and my truth will never mesh. So right. you go ahead and speak your truth. I'll keep my truth to myself till I go home. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need you to validate my truth. It's fine. I don't have to share it with you. I'm, like, not that bothered by it. Like, we'll just make this as copacetic as possible. For I don't care that you don't see it because 11.9 thousand people see it. People see it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My, uh, my older sister came to visit. And my older sister and I... Uh, so a couple... I guess in June... I went and I spent two weeks in Detroit with my sister, and I've never done, I've never spent time with her as an adult, like one on one. Okay. And um, my sister's a Leo, and uh, I don't know I don't remember off the top of my head what her other placements are, but like it's a lot of like Scorpio and Sagittarius and Gemini, like just all the polar opposites of me. Okay. And we, we she does not understand me. And she's big and she's loud and she needs attention. And, and I say none of this in a bad or disparaging way. Like, that's just her personality. Like, right. she is very, very bold and very fiery and very about her and herself and her adventures and the narrative that she's telling in her head. So we spent two weeks together. And literally on day two, I, was, I called my boyfriend and I was like, yo, I'm coming home. Like, this was cool. This was a great experiment and all, but, like, nah, dude. Like, I'm an adult, and there's no reason why I have to subject myself to this. I've got my own money. I'm going to buy myself a plane ticket. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And uh, he was, like, notably disappointed in me, which pissed me off. He was like, are you sure? Like, you don't want to see it out. Like, you don't want to try. And I was like, nah, dude. And I didn't call you for a pep talk. I was <laughs> trying to see if you'd pick me up from the airport, but um, never mind. But we spent two weeks together, and it taught me an awful lot. She's 10 years older than me. And her birthday is also on the 13th, but of August and not January. And I sat there. And I just observed and I was like, holy shit, like this is me. If all of these different circumstances, like if, if every if things in my life were, were different in this way, that way and that way, like that's going to be me. Like that is me. All of the most obnoxious things that she does or says, that's me. I do that. Like I am fully capable of those things. And she brought it out in me. And that was part of what was so frustrating is it's not just like, OK, well, you're kind of annoying. It's I really really don't like myself when I'm around you I'm obnoxious when I'm around you and like I don't want to do that I don't want to spend time not liking myself like I want to yeah. get myself out of this environment but that's my sister you know like that's that was important I had to sit there and I had to be that uncomfortable and I had to reconcile those things in myself like hey but you are also a douchebag <laughs> <laughs> you also lecture people you also look down at people and throw mad shade and pretend that you don't. And uh, she came to visit uh, like a week or two ago and she would ask something or she would say something or she would, 
you know, she's my older sister by 10 years, so there's a lot of dictating, like, hey, go do this, or hey, mm-hmm. can you whatever. Yeah, fuck that noise. I'm too old for this shit. Like, go get your own shit. <laughs> and she'd ask, and I'd say no. And both she and my other sister were like, wow, you're just all kinds of comfortable, huh? Like, you just you just are totally content to just do you right now, huh? Like, must be nice. And I was like, yeah, actually, it is nice. And I'm not saying this to be hurtful or to be a brat or, you know, to, to be like a your petulant little sister who doesn't want to. Like, nah, my guys, like, these are called boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult now. Like, I am drawing this line here because I love you. Like, no, I will not bend over backwards for you because it doesn't actually benefit you either. Definitely doesn't benefit me, but, like, you're just using me as a scapegoat and I'm not here for it. And it was, we really, like, we didn't see eye to eye about it at all. And uh, we never had a conversation about it. It never came up in a healthy way. And that's cool. Like, I was fine with it. And I think in, you know, the back of their heads, both of my siblings kind of recognized, like, oh, like maybe she's not just being a brat. Maybe, like, there is something here. I don't know because we never talked about it and I don't intend to bring it up. But even still, it was a game changer. And, uh, and I... Yeah, and I and I just I keep thinking about that a lot though. Like, change is the name of the game, and change is always going to be uncomfortable, and change is going to isolate you. And not giving any fucks is a beautiful thing, but like you have to you have to be really really like comfortable holding yourself, because that's what you're going to have to do. Like you have to hold yourself, and you have to make space for yourself. Uh, and so yeah, I. I'm trying now to get rid of everyone else's ideas of what it means to like meet your maker, you know, and, and channel source if that's the word or, or whatever it is, because no one else is going to be able to do it for me. Like I can't, I can't not paint my dude. I can't keep like not making shit. It's actually killing me. Um, you'll get to it. You'll do it. Yeah. I, and I, and I think, I think this conversation is a, was a big therapy session, a big purge. Yeah. Yeah. Get some of that shit out that you've been holding in since you haven't been speaking to the Open yeah. Minds Radio world for a, a few months. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think about my, my brother, Doug. He's eight years younger than me, and it was kind of the same thing. I was, it was, I was like, hey, go do, go do this or go do that. Or I bought him his uh, a guitar and an amp once, and he was still in high school, and I was already, I was probably already married to my first wife at that point, mm-hmm. and I used to, like, be like, alright, you can pay this off by doing yard work for me, you know, and I yeah. I milked that guitar for so many chores <laughs> that I'd go pick him up and bring him over, and he'd mow my lawn, and he would do all this stuff, and then he got went and got himself a fiancé <laughs> when he was, like, 19, mm-hmm. and she put a stop to that shit quick. And it was it was this jarring, what do you mean you're not going to come over and do that? You know? Yeah. Good. But, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that you said that then because, like, really, it was jarring for them. They were both like, oh, you're just going to, like, you're just going to be your own person now? Like, you're just going to be that comfortable? And it was like, yeah. You're dude. the guy that does my shit that I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, players, I'm too old for that shit. I don't want to do my own shit. I really don't want to do your shit. Yeah. That's funny. That's, I think I knew that, that Doug was younger than you, but, like, when I listen to Sabbath Shalom, like, it's, it is not apparent at all that he is the younger brother. Um, that's real funny. Yeah, he's eight years younger. 
Yeah, I'm eight years younger than than one of my siblings, than the sister that I live with. And uh, I never thought that eight years was a big deal. Like I always thought that we were pretty like close, like in in a lot of ways. Not not like we were close friends. Like I just thought like whatever, you're not that different from me. And now that I'm 26 and you know she's 33 or whatever, and she has four kids, I'm like holy shit. <laughs> no, no, this is very different. This is very 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 different. We're not at all, at all on the same wavelength. Yeah, it's it's funny how that happens. It's funny how, how well, and then and when you look at Doug, we're we're pretty close. We're the really the only of, I've got, I have two brothers and two sisters, mm-hmm. and he's really the only person that I stay in constant communication with. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying though. We're trying. I'm trying to do some stuff with my other brother, the the middle brother. That's... The girls they want nothing to do with with any of us. <laughs> really? That we we have this group, this sibling uh, text group. Uh huh. Yeah. And it usually consists of uh, Doug, myself, or my other brother Ryan um, mm. posting a fart joke or a, <laughs> an yeah. inappropriate meme, uh-huh. to which usually their reply is, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that's it, like nothing else. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. <laughs> so, so it's funny. It's fun. Still teasing them from after all these years. Right, I always thought that like, oh, people grow up and then everything is different, and it's not. You just aged. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing fucking changed. You're just, you know, wrinkly now. Congratulations, (laughs) you're You're wrinkly and you're still a dick. (laughs) God, I hung out with my sister and I was like, oh no, I cannot let, I cannot. In ten years' time, like I can't. I 100% can't grow. I can't just age and be that. Like, I have to make sure that that doesn't... Not to... Like, no tea, no shade. I'm not trying to, you know, throw my sister under the bus to each their own. Everyone's living a very different life, whatever. But, like, I looked at it and I really saw myself and I really saw myself in her shoes and I was like, fuck. That is not copacetic. I don't want that for myself. I don't want to be tested in that way. I don't want to have to overcome those trials and tribulations. I'm not about it. Well, it's good that you can see it. Yeah. The younger you can see it, the better. Then you don't have to right. go through like a divorce with three kids and yeah. splitting up property and while well, you you, you know, decide that's to be who you really want to be. Yeah, that's part of it. I think, unfortunately, for my older siblings, like they're of a different generation and they had different different requirements that they had to meet. You know, like different different things that they that were that they were being asked. Of to do and they they had to make different choices based on like where they came from and what was happening at the time and there's such a a huge divide between how they grew up and how they lived and how me and my little sister grew up and lived and I don't have to do any of that shit and I'm not beholden to any of the people that they are beholden to and I don't have to answer to to fucking anyone really and I don't have to believe the way that they believe and I don't subscribe to any of it and I think that part of them feels resentful. Like, congratulations, really happy for you, glad that you have all this freedom. We fucking didn't. And so yeah. on the one hand, like, we're happy to see you, like, you know, taking chances and, and making mistakes and all and whatever, but also, like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, but like, it's, it's also only because you're still in the taking chance phase. Once all those chances that you've taken turn into success, they change their story. And then, yeah. then it becomes, I, I, I knew it all along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
or they're right. proud of you. They'll be proud of you in the end. Right. But nobody's ever proud of anyone for doing something easy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Or actually, the wrong people are proud of the wrong people for doing easy things. Right. Yeah, for, that definitely For the wrong ex- reasons. Yeah. That definitely exists. For the rest of us who are out here struggling, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. The struggle is real. It's the realest shit of my entire life. But it's never but, not a struggle, so what yeah. are you going to do? You're going to fight then, for no struggle when there's always going to be a struggle? You're never going to find satisfaction. I, I, people, I have garnered a reputation as a, a being an optimist, and, uh, you know, everything that comes out of my mouth is really daisies and sunshine, and, and, you know, I have to work for that. Like, I'm faking that. That's 100% I made that shit up. And I, and I decide, every time I'm presented with something, I then decide, like, okay, well, let's, let's rosify this bullshit. Because I have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can only almost die so many times. Like, I have to do that work. And it's funny because I always used to roll my eyes at that shit and think, like, that is so tedious and you are so fucking cheesy and whatever. And everyone now kind of looks at me that way, like, okay, you great big fucking Hallmark card, like, whatever. It's not really like that. And the truth is, like, it's like that if you decide that it's like that, my dudes. Like, I don't really believe that shit either. Like, I don't want to be daisies and sunshine all the time. It is tedious. But also, I'm living a much better quality of life than I've ever lived before. And it is directly connected to the story that I tell about the life that I'm living, you know? And anytime I'm presented with a problem, okay, but how can I make this problem a lot more chipper? Like, how can I, even if I can't solve this problem, how do I make it seem less shitty? You know, like, how do we, what perfume can I spray over this bullshit to make it that much more palatable? You know, I'm still aware that it's just perfuming the bullshit, but, like, it's an effort being made. To make that bullshit tolerable. Right. And, you know, like the powers that be are rewriting the history of history books to make it easier to swallow that, you know, white people did some atrocious things. <laughs> and why not rewrite your own history to make it more palatable? True. That, that it, maybe it wasn't as hard as it, it seemed. And I did overcome this shit. And. Hey. And, like, nobody wants to hear that and I, because you're in your feelings. That's really what it comes down to is your feelings still dictate, like, well, this is a bad feeling. I feel bad about that. And your feelings are totally valid, but they're just feelings. Right. And if you if you continue to feed the shitty feelings, then that's what you're doing. Like, that's a you thing. Like, you are actively feeding the shitty way that you feel. Don't do that. Right. I, I try and I try and say this to people. I mean, a lot. Like, I really try and communicate to people. Like, hey, this is your life, and you choose what you want to do. And even if you don't feel like you're choosing anything, you are choosing what kind of story you're telling, and that does directly affect like how it feels and what happens next. Exactly. I like that. That that you why we, we you might not necessarily be able to choose the the plot. You know, and and you can't control what's happening to you. You can control your reactions, and you can control the way the story gets told. Right. Like, uh, you know, everyone's got, everyone has people in their life that they can't shake who, for better or for worse, like, are there fucking up the scheme of things. And um, for a lot of people, that's your family, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about this a lot. I used to butt heads with my mom a lot because my mom 
this is hysterical. So I posted, I posted on my Instagram story about, you know, growing out my facial hair and my mustache and my eyebrows because I've been religiously grooming them since I was literally a child, since I was like 12, before any hair even really started to grow on my face. I thought like, oh no, I have to get rid of that. That's not supposed to be there. And, uh, over the years, as I've, you know, let myself just be and as I've turned into this person, I mean, I, I stopped shaving my legs probably in high school and my armpits followed after that. And it doesn't matter because it's just hair and it's there and it doesn't bother me and it bothers other people, which is weird. But I've gotten over that, too, except for my face. I still did my eyebrows and I still made sure I didn't have a mustache. And it was always like if I wasn't doing that, there was like a lack of cleanliness, you know, like you're not taking care of yourself, dude, like. You, you need to take care of yourself in that way. And I started to address that narrative in my head recently, and it's super uncomfortable. I mean, I these Persian jeans are real, man. Like, this mustache is not a joke. And it hasn't, like, it doesn't do anything, though. It's completely harmless. It's not changing me in any way to have it there. I walked into a room literally, like, two days after. I, this is yesterday. I posted that story two days ago, and everything was fine and dandy, and I'm feeling real good about myself, and I feel really great about the space that I'm taking up in the world. And I walk into a room, and we had company and everything. And my mom goes privately to me. She's like, oh, Sadaya, you have two hairs coming out of your chin. And she hands me a compact and a pair of tweezers. And I laughed, and I patted my chin, and I was like, oh, good, they're still there. And I went to leave the room. And my mom was like, no, Sadaya, come back. <laughs> She was like, here. And I said, no, thank you. And she said, no, you have to. And I said, no, I don't. I don't have to do that, Ma. And she went, it's not cute. It's not nice. Like, it's not polite to have chin hairs. And I just, I laughed about it. And I was like, I'm sorry that it's going to keep bothering you this much, but, like, sucks to be you, lady. <laughs> chin hairs are fine. And that kind of shit used to really fuck me up, like, you know, being constantly at odds with my mother in that way and having her constantly, like, helpfully and lovingly, you know, she's trying to guide me and she's trying to make sure that I am the very best that I can be. And in her mind, the very best that I can be is beautiful and polished and elegant and regal and, you know, it's a very queenly way to be. This is why she named me after a queen. I get that. It's meant well. But also... It is rooted in patriarchal bullshit, and it is deeply misogynist, and these two chin hairs aren't hurting me, and they're not hurting anyone else. And in fact, my mom is the only other person who noticed my fucked up chin hair. <laughs> Literally no one else has noticed. I even point it out sometimes, and people will be like, what are you talking about? Which is bullshit. I hate when people do that, because, again, I'm Persian. It's very dark. It's very real. Like, stop lying to me. <laughs> I know that you can see what I'm talking about. But... I tell different stories now, and I'm not upset that my mom is that way, and I don't take it personally. That's just her, and that's where she's coming from, and I'm not going to sit here and wish, like, uh, I wish that, you know, I had a different kind of mom, or I wish that things were different. Whatever. It is what it is. Just tell a different story about it and move on. Yeah. I love that. Tell a different story. That's what we've learned today. You tell the story, man. Yeah, or, or someone else will tell it for you. That's true. That's true. Would you rather have someone else narrating your bullshit? Because I tell you what, when other people narrate your bullshit, it is not kind, and they are not friendly about it. That's how you get people telling you that you're floundering or you know that your life has been fucked up. Oh, man, this is one of my sisters. Uh, we were t I was telling a story once, 
about like something that happened to me. I don't know. I lived in Berlin or in high school or like the culmination of like, yeah, and then I did this with my life and then I did that. And I'm laughing and I'm telling a great story. And, you know, this is my life experience that I'm sharing with you. And I'm very proud of it. And I'm and I'm happily like opening my heart and like allowing you to see this and to experience it with me. And at the end of my story, I'm like wiping the tears away like, oh, my God, I'm such a riot. And my sister goes, wow, your life has really sucked. <laughs> and I it was like a fucking fist in the gut. Like, dude, again, I get it. That's where you're coming from. And you hear all of this and you're my older sister and you wish that things had happened differently for me. Whatever the fuck. Did you hear how hysterical this shit was, though? Did you not catch the presentation of this bullshit? No like, appreciation for the story. Right. Like, the artistry just completely lost on you. Like, I just <laughs> wasted all of my time and my talents for why, my guy. <laughs> so tell your story and tell it well, because someone else will tell it, and they will not do you any justice. Exactly. Exactly. We idolize, you know, artists and poets and musicians and all of these famous people, and we tell stories about them, but we didn't know any of them as people. And the stories that we tell are arbitrary, and we made them up based on the information that was given to us. And we think like, oh, those are better lives, or those are more interesting lives, or more exciting people. And the fact is that life is life, and it is this way for everyone. And those of us who are put up on pedestals, it's they're just cool stories that are being told. And yeah. if you get really good at telling cool stories, that's what Instagram is. I am telling you, I am presenting you a really cool story. I am presenting you a really, like, a polished facet of my existence. I am, this is a presentation. I am sharing this with you and I am crafting it so that it will be enjoyable or marketable or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Or, really or, someone, or you can connect with it. Yeah. And, and maybe you've experienced this too. Sure. And, and, and if you hear my, my shitty story told kind of in a funny way, maybe your shitty story won't seem so shitty. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. It's shitty stories that I just put a really good spin on. None of this stuff is cute when it's happening. None of these feelings are nice when they're happening. You know, like, when you feel bad, you feel bad. This shit is awful. And it is a real challenge to then take the awful shit. And it's not even spinning it into gold. It's not even, like, alchemy in the sense that you have to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty. You just have to talk about it differently. Have you ever started crafting your story before, like, the shitty thing even ends? Like, you're in the middle of this shitty experience and you're thinking, all right... At least I'm going to get a story out of this and already start, like, making the drama up to, or, or, you know, how you're going to make this more dramatic than it is. Yeah. I love telling a good story. I love it. I almost got in an I, – I almost – I saw my life flash before my eyes driving into work oh, last no. week where I'm, I'm just cruising down the freeway and the semi-truck comes starts coming over into my lane, not seeing me. And I go to get over and there's a Suburban right next to me. And I, I grabbed the steering wheel and I said, this is it. This is where I die. There's I, there's no way out. And I can see the thing, the lane closing up on me. And I don't know how I got out of it. I honestly don't. It was some wicked, cool driving <laughs> maneuvering between these two cars. And then he saw, I, and I'm lay, with one hand because I'm laying on the horn with the other one. Yeah. And no one was budging. And then, but finally the semi like, must have seen me and gets back over. Mm-hmm. And I and as the second it ended, it was like, oh, man. I called Holly, and I'm like, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just saw my life flash before my eyes, and then I get to work. I just saw my life flash. Everyone, I, it, was a, right. it was a story for two days. And the second it ended, I was like, i got to tell this story. 
I finally have a story. Yeah, right? Like, that's the whole kit and caboodle, though, is it's like, I'm living, and, like, how do I make this, how do I make this exciting? Like, it's not exciting to almost die, but it is exciting when you tell people about it. Exactly. And then other people, yeah, and then other people get the thrill of it without having been put in danger and without having experienced it themselves. Like, it's, you share, it's the, the whole thing of the process, like... Just tell good stories, man. And now when I go past a semi, I'm extra careful to make sure there's not someone in that next lane so if he starts coming over, I can get over, you know? like, And maybe they learn something, too. Right. So. Yeah, anytime there's a semi on the road, I fucking floor it. Like, not today. <laughs> I will not be anywhere near you if I can help it. You have a really hard job. I am, I am fully cognizant of the fact that, like, you are out here. You're probably tired. Like, this is arduous. Let me move. Well, between my house and work, there's a there's a uh, a way station oh, where they Jesus. have to pull over. So it's just there's so many I've, trucks. Yes. Yeah. Man. But yeah, I'm happy that uh, open lines exists and that we all get to tell our stories. Yeah, me too. I'm and I'm happy that you are uh, once again telling your stories. Yeah. I missed you. I know. I've missed you guys. I've missed actively being a part of the conversation and not just listening in like a creep. <laughs> it's okay to Can listen not, in too, though. Yeah, not that it's creepy. Let me let me rephrase that for anyone else listening in. Like, keep listening. <laughs> we appreciate your your listening. Keep listening. But yeah. Please, won't yeah, you I'm, be a number on the plays? <laughs> truly. Statistics. <laughs> truly, though. Well, here's to us and here's to open lines in the future and what's coming next yes and this was fun thanks so much for thanks for fucking yeah thanks for reaching out and being like hey this one's for you (laughs) I need you you to come on you need to do this I I don't need you to I just really want you to yeah okay I appreciate that immensely no pressure (laughs) no pressure but (laughs) But you know, something's been missing. Noticeably. Yeah, here we are. Well, once again, here we are. This is wherever we find ourselves and wherever it ends up. And I hope that whoever listens to this finds themselves in a in a brighter, rosier place after after this episode is over. And how could you not? It was so such enlightening conversation. I hope so. I think so, but. Hopefully it matters to someone else. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, until uh, other episodes of Open Lines Radio and Streaming Consciousness and Sabbath Shalom and I almost said Fireside Chats, but I meant to say... Uh, uh, Virtual uh, Campfire. Yes, the other one. Thank you. The other the other fire. I was like, it's not a bonfire. What's happening? There's <laughs> a lot of fire going on. There's a lot of fire going on. And it is Leo season, and tomorrow the Lionsgate portal is doing a thing, and, you know, channel that, my guys. Harness that. Tell good stories with your life, and come share your good stories on Open Lines Radio. There's a place for you. All right, until next time, my friend. I will be talking to you soon. I sure hope. <laughs>